0: up nicely. It's the true and Fuse Show. The true and Fuse Show. The true and, and Fuse Show. You had to clean up nicely. Howdy. (laughs) That's my new one for today. Howdy. (laughs) What's up? What's up? Shout out to all the punks. Check it in today we appreciate uh, yeah. everybody that's been listening we just want to ask if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube if you're on the Apple podcast make sure you rate and review if you're on Spotify make sure you hit us with that auto download gonna be a, uh, a heated battle today we got LA versus Cincinnati and you guys will see what I mean here in a few and we're just gonna jump right into it we're gonna start our introduction for today born and raised in LA She's DJed for celebrities such as Beyonce, Jay-Z, Usher, Gwen Stefani, Miley Cyrus, Kobe Bryant, Ellen, and many, many more. She's a second-degree black belt and a world champion in Jujitsu. jitsu She's done tons of high-profile events such as EDC after parties, events with Craze, Z-Trip, Hugh Hefner, Faith Evans, just to name a few. She's worked with clients such as HBO, the NBA, the NFL, U.S. soccer, Disney, Nike, and many, many more. She's been killing it on Twitch, and she's a Twitch partner. She's also an avid gamer. Please help us welcome Miss Ninja. Hey. What's up, guys? Can I get a Who Day? Uh, No,
1: first
2: of all. The only reason they're asking Who Day is because nobody knows who they are. Go Los Angeles.
0: Here we go. Here we go. Speaking of that, you're DJing the Super Bowl.
2: I am. Oh my gosh, I was so yeah. happy we finally got to drop that info last night, or was it this morning? It's been a blur.
0: No, that's awesome.
1: Congratulations, that's huge. Thank
2: you. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I got to do it two years ago uh, in Atlanta. Happy to be back again this year, repping my hometown, Los Angeles, California, my home. Like I just, I'm born and raised here, so not only. Are we having the Super Bowl here? But the Rams made it. I mean, what a celebration oh, it's, it's going to be!
0: It's wild. It's like they said it's the the first time. Well, last year was the first time that the home team was in the home stadium, and then it just happened again this year. So, so two years so in a row. <laughs> yeah, pretty wild.
1: It's huge. I, I'm an LA native as well, but uh, I don't really watch football. I got to be honest. But I'm I'm going to go for the home team. So go Rams.
2: <laughs> I definitely I'm get more into it when my home team is uh, doing well. Right,
0: it's, right, right. it's been wild here. I mean, because we haven't we haven't won a playoff game since 91 and then obviously haven't been in the Super Bowl since 88. It's been wild. The one bar I play at is it's on an area of town called The Banks, and it's between both the Cincinnati Reds Stadium and then the Cincinnati Bengals Stadium. So it's like a pretty little poppin' bar district. And every playoff game I've DJed down there, and it's just been pretty nuts. Like, I don't even know what to compare it to because I've never got to experience anything like that here in Cincinnati because we just don't win. <laughs>
2: well, until this year
0: that's right until this year so, you guys did great so, so it's just
2: i mean this is just going to be the most amazing game everybody I, is just like on another level right now i don't know if it's because everyone is like amped up because we were all in lockdown for a year and they have like pent up energy i don't know what it is but like it, it, this is like some of the best football i think anyone's seen in a very long time
1: do you have a ton of events leading up to the big day
2: i do actually i'm djing at super bowl experience so all of the i'm doing the autograph stage where all of the players Players come and sign autographs for fans for the whole like week leading up so I get to like be up front and center with like the stars of both the teams um wow. and I'm just I don't know I'm geeking out <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Do you get to go into the game because you're DJing it? Do you get to watch it? I
2: have before. We'll see what happens this time.
0: Okay. Okay. That's cool. I was just going to say, because the halftime show this year too, is just going to be insane with uh, what Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, I mean, Eminem, Kendrick. Kendrick. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The 13 year old in me is like going bonkers. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty
0: amazing. I'm I'm excited to to watch. I was texting Drew and my girlfriend and I were talking and we were just out there, as you know, but I'm like, should we go? Like should we just go or like what do we do and then part of me is like yeah but i kind of want to be here if they were to win yeah you know like I, it's such a, a toss uh, of emotions like do we just go out there and be out there for the game or you know
2: well so. you should have come out here because la is gonna win so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you came out and visited us while we were playing at mama lion yes and- you
2: guys killed it that was so much fun Oh, thank you. A tipsy, but I, I
0: felt like I didn't get to talk to you much because I was in the zone and Drew and I both were on that was day three of playing together. So it was a lot of drinking and my mind and brain was like, just just get through tonight. Just get through this It's
2: probably best that this is now officially your first impression of me because I was pretty toasted. <laughs>
0: yeah, we were, we were going to
1: ask, what was that shot that you brought us?
2: Soju. So um so I DJ at Mama Lion like every almost every Saturday and they know that I like Soju, which is I I think it's like Japanese or Korean vodka. Okay. Not 100 percent sure. All I know is they gave it to me once a long time ago. They realized I loved it. So now they like stock up on it for me. That's so so rad. Uh, I had to share it with you guys.
0: No, I was like, I just remember doing a like a shot with her. And then what's funny is I woke up the next morning like yeah, I really didn't drink that much. And then like all the, a couple uh, of donks there at Drew's house, my girlfriend, donk's wife, I was like, I didn't drink that much. And they were like, well, I did a shot with you. Well, I did a shot with you. And they were like, well, I did a shot with you. And I was like, oh, I guess I did drink more than I thought. And I was like, I remember doing a shot with Miss Ninja, but I have no idea what it was. All I remember is she poured it out of like this little tiny bottle into a shot glass.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was soju. Did you like it though? That's the question.
0: I don't even remember. I just remember it was like a little tiny glass. It kind of like reminded me of like sambuca or like something like that. Like it, it was more.
2: Con- it's like I think it's a rice vodka, so it's very very clean. Um, it's probably more like a like a sake meets vodka. Yeah,
0: that's okay. what sambuca I was.
2: Sambuca is like very licoricey. Yeah, so that's kind of
0: what I I thought it was like thicker, but maybe I'm just again. It was the shots and everything else. And I'm not thinking straight. So
2: maybe that was like the amalgamation of all the drinks you had had that night. <laughs> yeah, you totally. Like you were drinking Sambuca.
0: <laughs> totally. But that's all I remember. So I can't say if I enjoyed it or not. You did. There we go. <laughs>
1: Take note. You did just make sure you start <laughs> picking it out. <laughs> well i know you're you don't have a ton of time and we have a million questions for you so what we like to do to just kind of get everybody you know um warmed up is we do a quick little rapid fire questions so you can uh one word if you want or lately i feel like they cu- they turn into real discussions so you know whatever you want
0: we're gonna hit hit you with the uh our cheesy game show intro first though here we go <laughs>
1: It's now time for
0: Rapid Fire. (laughs) Wow. That was amazing.
2: (laughs) Your intro to the show is amazing. That song, whoever wrote that song...
1: So DJ Fraze oh uh, from DMS, he, he wrote the whole thing and performed That's him singing on it. And wow. He, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing.
0: All right. So the first uh, thing on Rapid Fire was the last thing that you listened to on Spotify or Apple Music.
2: I can't remember the name of the track, but it was actually an Excision Datsik track that I used for a little behind-the-scenes video for my uh my studio unveil because I just redid the streaming studio. Oh, can't okay, remember okay. the name of the track though.
0: <laughs> Do you listen to a lot of music uh, like when you're not DJing or, or streaming? Do you listen to music in your personal time?
2: Uh, only when I'm looking for music for either gigs or a video or something like that or for my streams. Um, to be honest with you, I, I I work so much just like you guys that in my free time, if I'm listening to music, it's work. now. If I'm listening to music to not work, it's usually like Depeche Mode or Jamiroquai or Muse or like some of my like Tribe Call Quest, you know, some of my like favorites that I probably don't spin a whole lot, but it's like what I love to listen to when I'm just like chilling out. But for the most part, if I'm chilling, I'm either like binge watching something on Netflix or I'm listening to audiobooks. When I drive, yeah. I like to listen to audiobooks because like I just, I'm a little musicked out sometimes. What about you guys are you in the same boat or do you just like still same, love boat. Listening? same okay cool i listen to
1: a ton of podcasts or i just call friends or i just throw on something old like you said something nostalgic that i just want to rock out to and then Where you know
2: all the words and you can yeah. sing at the top of your lungs yeah
0: i'm in the same boat i barely listen to any music and if i do it's like super chill and like stuff that i like or that's pretty much it if i'm driving i listen to podcasts or stuff like that too
2: like if like sounds so bad saying that music feels like work but i love it's like we love our work we love music but if we're going to keep loving it we need our space and time away from it
1: (laughs) totally i yesterday spent i would say the entire day going through music so you know i like it i get my fill and i i re-edit it and i do all this different stuff to make it unique but i just need a break my ears can only handle so much after a while
2: totally agree
0: Totally. So what would be your favorite remixer or producer? And you can name a couple if you just think of something. Well, nostalgically,
2: the of one person that always, like whenever they put out a remix, because they were always remixing Depeche Mode tracks, was Thin White Duke.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Okay.
2: Nice. <laughs> so it's like, I always, always looked forward to when a Thin White Duke edit was going to drop but that was like back in like 96. My favorite producer, gosh, that's a really tough question. Um, I mean, I'm starting to produce right now and I really love, like there's record labels that I love, but I love like Dirty Bass and Night, or, sorry, Dirty Bird and Night Bass. So like, I love um, Tacky New Light, I love AC Slater. Um, like those are just some people that like in my production abilities, I would like to be able to emulate their sound a bit. So that's that's a really hard question. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Uh, we we always like to ask this question, and it always throws people off. What is the best non curse word, one word insult? One word. One word. Uh, we've gotten clown. We've gotten. I can't remember now.
2: I like a lot of the things that like British people say. Like I like wanker. <laughs> oh,
0: there you go. Uh, All right, I'll take that. Yeah, make
2: it you know a little more multicultural. I guess.
0: There we go. Uh, what's a popular song that DJs? would be playing in their set because it's popular, but you don't because it makes you cringe and you refuse to play.
2: Gosh, I know I have answers for this. There was one, I finally cracked on this because someone requested it and like everyone went nuts. So then I was like, okay, you know what? It was fun. Um, but Mo Bamba, when that came out, I was like cringe, 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 and everyone would request it. And I'd be like, how about I play No bomba? <laughs> and i finally cracked after what like three years of the song being out i played it at mama lion and they went crazy and uh i don't even feel bad about it because they had so much fun
0: (laughs) no that's cool is there a go-to food spot out in la that you like to go to that you can't get anywhere else
2: There's a spot around the corner. Um, It's like a little Italian restaurant and it's super authentic called Pomodoro. And it's like walking distance from where I live. So I love that place. It's like the closest to like actual Italian um, pizza and pasta that you can probably get out here. I think I'm supposed to say in and out because I'm in Los Angeles, but I'm going to go with that local spot, Pomodoro.
0: No, I like that. That's cool. Yes or no, if you've had to put your martial arts skills to the test in a real life situation.
2: <laughs> I have, and I really don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> that's all right. It was a yes or no question, and okay. that's okay. All it right. wasn't
2: my fault, and I warned the person, and uh, they, their ego got the best of them, and I had to handle it.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. All right. If you were at a karaoke bar, what would be your go-to karaoke song?
2: Oh, uh, that's easy. Bohemian Rhapsody. And whoop, there it is.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> those are my two periods. The I whole
1: seven minutes of Bohemian Rhapsody?
2: Oh, yeah. High I notes, it. low notes.
0: Oh, it my tires- God. That's amazing. <laughs> so good.
2: I want to ask you guys the same questions, but we're going to run out of time.
0: <laughs> my karaoke song is always Weezer, Say It Ain't So.
2: That's a good one. I like it.
0: And
1: because I don't do karaoke, usually tequila. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the thought of tequila or the song tequila?
1: Well, all the above. Technically, I'm usually taking one and then the the song tequila has you just say tequila a couple
2: times
0: yeah. and then you're done. Yeah, no, so that's it's
2: great. very meta. <laughs> Drink it, sing it. It's all good.
0: Exactly. All the above. That does kind of wrap up our rapid fire. So those are the ones to like they're like our icebreakers just to try to loosen up a little bit. But it's also fun to get to know people and uh Drew, do you want to uh, get into Serato top five real quick? Yeah, let's let's start with the Serato top five. So we'll, we'll preface this with uh, Miss Ninja
1: actually is probably seeing this for the first time as well because uh, I think we threw her off a little bit telling her about doing this.
0: All right, I'm going to hit him with the, the Serato top five vid.
1: The Serato Top 5.
2: I'm so confused by that video and its relevancy to what we're about to talk about.
0: That's the point. There's, it's okay. not relevant at all.
2: Am <laughs> missing something? Uh, okay, bad news, guys. I, I apparently did reset my play count not too long ago, so That's I nice. wish this was more reflective
1: Even just give us, you know, songs maybe you play a lot or something that you know is getting tons and tons of plays.
2: Well, I'll tell you what's in mine right now, but this is more just because of, like, the places. And I also, like, uh, yeah, I reset it when I I moved computers, which was just a few months ago. But uh, number one is scratch Sentence from Shorty. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I've been Uh, practicing my cuts. Yeah. Not to say that I'm very good, but I'm better than I was, and I think that's a win.
0: You're the first person that's had a scratch sample in their top five. So. Are you
2: serious? Well, see, people yeah, need to put go. in more work.
0: <laughs> there you
2: go. Or maybe I just need the extra help. Uh, it's one or the other. Um, Roses, the uh, I'm a Beck remix by Saint John. I probably okay. said it's I'm a Beck, right? Oh, is yeah,
1: I think so. I think that's. Oh, I right. know what you're talking about, at least. Yeah, yeah I, we know what you're talking about. I'll play okay, that one every right week. On. So, uh,
2: Let's see. Thinking about you. The. Smash the 2021 edit by Frank Ocean. So good. Dope. It's so good. If you haven't heard it, that's
1: I'm amazing. not familiar with it.
2: Uh Girls in the Hood, Moomba Remix, Megan Thee Stallion. I do love Megan. I love all the ladies. Best Friends, Sweetie, and Doja Cat, because the women are killing it. And Up by Cardi B, because again, the women of hip-hop are freaking killing it right now.
0: Yeah. Those are all big. I think those oh, are yeah. all-
2: those songs, when you play those at the club, like anything by those ladies, it's just on. Everyone's guessing.
1: It's the peak hour right now, for sure. Those are the ones uh, you got to drop peak
0: hour. Yeah, totally. For sure. I love uh, the girls in the hood because it's a, a good excuse for me to play boys in the hood before totally. playing it. And then and then it pop, when the girls in the hood comes on, it pops and it's great. I like that song.
2: Totally agree. You got to do it. You got to do the little uh, mini mashup live yeah
1: yep
0: all right well that's our serato top five so any
1: honorable mentions anything you want
0: to throw in
2: return of the mac i actually play that a lot because i like to mix it with fantasy because they just sound good and for some reason everyone still goes nuts when they hear those two songs blow the whistle too short that's up in there this is how we do it Montel jordan trying to see if there's anything in here that's like super interesting
1: maybe anything from twitch you know i know you're obsessed with your depeche mode
2: I mean, everything Depeche Mode. My favorite Depeche Mode song is Enjoy the Silence. So, you know, that, we'll get that answered right off the bat. Oh um, but I do play a, a lot of EDM and like, of course, Do It To It by A Craze. I play that okay. like almost every single set, no matter where I go. And especially that Zed remix where it's mixed with Squid Game. Oh yep. my God, just, I'm still obsessed with that. And then uh, there's a track that I play a lot, uh, Shake by Auntie Up. The track just goes okay. hard. Love that one.
0: Do yeah. you do you find yourself now that we're kind of like back in and working and in real life gigs? Do you find yourself with you're still on Twitch? Do you find you're using Twitch to play more stuff that you wouldn't get to play out live in the clubs, or are you still feel like you're doing like uh you know what you're playing out in the bars and clubs is what you're doing on Twitch? Tell, like, I guess tell us a little bit about your thought process, like w- I what would you're playing.
2: Say that I am playing more at the bars and clubs that I play on Twitch these days like, I I really hope that what's happened because of Twitch is that people's minds have been open to new music. I feel like for a really long time, especially in Los Angeles, no hate to Los Angeles. I was, again, born and raised here, but I feel like people like to listen to what they know, and if it's something they're unfamiliar with, they'll reject it sometimes, and I think because of Twitch it's given viewers, obviously I've seen how open-minded the viewers are. It's given me more courage to play a lot of things in the club that I might have not played before, and I really hope that's what it's done for the DJ community, because everyone's dj sets you know like there's all you know everybody has like the top 40 list right so what is it that's going to make your set more interesting you have to take those risks and i kind of really hope that that's what's come out of twitch is people are getting a little more riskier about what they'll drop in the club these days
0: one thing that we always talk about is nobody ever remembers, you know, the four hour set that you play, but they'll remember the one or two tracks that you played yeah. that was different from the rest of the night.
2: Absolutely. Agree. You got to like give them those wow moments, those unexpected, you know, nostalgia bombs or a track that they like. What I like to do is get people to trust me during the beginning of my set. And then I feel like once you have their trust, you can take them where you want to take them. So I like to get them like prime with some stuff that I know they're going to like and then drop something that they probably never heard like into that part of the set so that they're like now instead of saying, oh, can you play this song? They're saying, oh, what is this song? That's like the biggest compliment I think I can get as a DJ is when people are not asking me for a song, but they're asking me what I'm playing.
1: I love that. I I don't hear that very often. That's a great uh, analogy. I love that a lot. So I know you play all different styles. You're doing a lot of hip-hop. You know, Mama Lion's a very hip-hop. But you also do, like, a day spot, and you're doing some house and other stuff. What what do you like playing, and, you know, what are just the varieties that you bring from Twitch into these new spots?
2: I just love music. That's why I got into DJing. I love all kinds of music. And, you know, I feel like um, – I feel like it's kind of hard as a DJ when you say you're open format. You know, I think people want to have a more like pigeonholed idea of what a DJ is going to play when they come out. But I really am an open format DJ. Like I started messing around with DJing back in like 93 or 95, somewhere around there. And it was all like classic hip hop, you know, cause that's all my friends had on vinyl at that time. It was all like De La Soul or like Outkast or brand or whatever you know so that's kind of what i started with and then like you know 80s new wave became became like my love because i i kind of had an angsty childhood and i felt like people didn't understand me and uh, 80s new wave seemed to really understand what i was going through so i got really really into that so that's why it's got a very special place in my heart i love spinning 80s there's just like this romance and love in it you know compared to like don't get me wrong. I love um, I love hip hop, especially like classic hip hop, because they were telling stories and they were like fun stories. And now it's a lot about just like I feel like it's about like objectifying women and you know like drugs and this and that, which is not really something like I stand for. But damn, the bass lines on some of those tracks are so good that like you still want to spin them, even though like you might not agree with what they're saying in the songs. Um, But
1: I think I hear the I hear the music. Always first, and then the the beat or whatever they're saying comes second. But music's always first, so I totally relate to that. It's like, oh, this beat's amazing, and then afterwards I'm going back. I'm going, oh, this is this is not good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I used to write like poetry and songs, so for me, lyrics always come first. So one song, for example, that I love to play, and I'm like, I should hate this song. But I love this song and the video is just because the video is so good. It's um, I Love It by Kanye and Lil Pump. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I should hate that song (laughs) so much. I should hate that song. But it's so much fun. And the video is just like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so simple, but so funny. Uh, you know that I don't know. It's like I'm so conflicted about that track. But that's what I'm saying. It's like when you listen to 80s new wave, they're talking about love in like a very profound way and life and like s- social issues in the most like poetic way. Um, so I have a very, very deep love for 80s and especially 80s new wave. Um well-
1: I'm curious how what what bridged you into bringing doing more 80s New Wave. What was like the first band or first song or what kind of got you thinking? I mean, from hip hop to that is a big jump.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, well, it's actually not that big a jump because it was kind of around the same era that I was falling in love with all this music. I would say the first two groups that really made me fall hard for music where I was like, I need to be involved with music like every day of my life was uh, Depeche Mode and uh, Tribe Called Quest. So it, it, those are, like, the two, like, fundamental music groups that have, like, shaped my passion and my love for music. So when I started DJing, it wasn't, like, because, like, I wanted to, like, be on a stage and, like, have people watch me do something. It was really because I just wanted to have my hands as deep into the music as I could get them. And yeah. um, it just started really, really deep with, like, like I said, 80s and 90s. And from there, you know, um, I got really into, like, breakbeat and into drum and bass for a while and trance like i used to go like if christopher lawrence was performing i was following him wherever he was performing um around la uh so you know my music tastes just really are all over the board because i love
1: christopher lawrence that old uh, like 2000s era or
0: like late 90s 2000s era christopher lawrence or late uh, Paul 90s Oakenfold.
2: And early 2000s was just with fire. I
0: yeah. like a lot of '80s stuff too. I think I like it for a different reason, but I think that's what's kind of cool about music and any kind of art is everybody can find their own appreciation. My appreciation for it is like it's so futuristic compared to the you know the decades before, but now listening to it you're like, wow, this wasn't really futuristic at all. I love just the, all that, the new wave stuff is, I just love it all. And I, every time I, it just kind of makes me laugh at the same time when I watch the old videos and like, I don't know, there's, it's, and it's like all analog though too. And that, that sound I feel like is still something that, yeah, yeah. And, It's almost like it's that late 70s, early 80s is like kind of back, I feel like, in a lot of uh, new pop songs with the like Dua Lipa. A lot of her songs are like that disco and I love it all too. I
2: mean, where would EDM be without Kraftwerk? You know, like there's so many roots in like 80s and sampling of sounds that have made their way through like all the music that we listen to now. You know they were so experimental with sampling of like random noises and putting them into like you know into their synths and creating music out of them and you know it's just i think everything builds on each other you know i think that's why it's hard for me to like say there's a genre that i like the most because i feel like if you really look at music you can watch each genre evolve into the others that come after it you know what i mean so well, I just I guess I just have a love for music in general. I, I don't know how else
1: I was gonna say is. you're you're a real just DJ. I, I think everyone here we're all I like anything, you know, everything goes for me. So I don't I don't have one specific genre that I lean towards. It's it's all it's all good. And that I was gonna reference that craft work that you brought up. There's a website where you can see all the samples from each part each song. It has it lists the song and the samples, it goes through all the right? samples. No, there's a website dedicated to just craft work, and oh, it shows, wow. it'll show the song and I'll have it on a linear base and it just, it, has, it highlights it. It, it. I have to dig it up somewhere. I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. So, it's it's crazy.
1: I was gonna say. So you, how did you get started, DJ? And you your friends had turntables, and you you just kind of jumped on. And at what point do you end up buying your own? And how does that evolve?
2: Yeah, I mean, do. You- how, how much time do you have? <laughs> so uh, it's, it's I'll, I'll give you like the shortest version of this story possible. It was a windy road. When I was younger, uh, like I had guy friends that would bring out their turntables, you know, like they'd have parties at like their little rec rooms at their apartment complexes. The girls would all wanna like sit and talk about the boys. And I was just like, I'm not interested in this conversation at all. You know, so I was always hanging out with the guys, you know, and playing with whatever they were bringing out, whatever, you know, records they had or, you know, their whatever. So um, I remember like I remember when I got my first purse, it was like this blue denim bag. And instead of like keeping makeup or anything like that in it, like a lot of my girlfriends at the time did, it was just full of cassettes and cassette singles and my Walkman because I just couldn't be away from the music. And I was like actively, I was spending more time memorizing, poorly memorizing, because we didn't have like websites to tell you the words to these songs. I had to make up my own idea of like what the words were with my innocent brain. So most of the words I still rap along to these songs are totally (laughs) wrong. Of but course. I would spend most of my time memorizing 90s hip hop lyrics instead of like studying for like my geography exam. So I, I probably still don't know where like Idaho is on a map, but I can bust out, you know, like baby got back.
1: No problem. <laughs> 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 so no, at the that's... beginning,
2: after that, like I got into martial arts. That's why my name is DJ Miss Ninja. And then everything else kind of like went on the on the side. Yeah. Still love music. I was kind of like making mixes. I remember when I made my first mixtape, actually, it was with a boom box. I realized that if like you rewound the cassette like with your finger just a little bit over the first track or the, yeah, whatever the first track was that you played or whatever the track you were mixing out of was, if you run it just a little bit and then you press the record button down halfway, it would, like, create a blend. So oh I was, like, God. making, like, mixtapes with my little boombox by just, like, using that technique. That must have been when now- I was around, like, 13.
1: Do you have any so. of those?
2: I think I do, actually, at my parents' house. I have to go dig for those. Okay. Um, they got to be somewhere. And then... Um, then the martial arts thing kicked off. I fought in the world championships in 98. I got a gold and a silver in two different divisions. Then I decided to like leave martial arts cause I'd been doing it for like eight years and I needed, you know, like now I had to like earn a living. I graduated college. I went, to, I went and got my business degree and I got my first like adult job. And that's like when I took this left turn where my soul just died. I was managing a bank and it was wow. great at first. It was like so nice to like earn like real money and get yeah. my own place. But um, eventually my body was just like rejecting that lifestyle to the point where I was getting really ill. And yeah, finally awful. after like five or six years, I had to quit that job. I went back to school for graphic and web design, got back into like meditation and yoga and like brought my spirit back. And then um, I finally like was able to buy my own turntables. This was probably like 15 years ago. At that point, I think I for, for five years, I had an ex-boyfriend's turntables at my house
1: okay so you're still djing on the side through this whole thing or or just maybe every now and then
2: yeah just a little bit here and there just for myself in my bedroom you know i was a bedroom dj i was using like um programs like cakewalk and things like that to actually make mixed cds at that point back when like i was using what was it napster or whatever where it took (laughs) me like 24 hours to download a song. I would yes. spend 20 days straight downloading the 20 songs I wanted to put in my mix. pile uh, up. <laughs> yeah. And then, but you know, take it into cakewalk and like make my mix. And I was like, I was working at a record store at that point at warehouse records. And they would like play my mixes on the loudspeaker at warehouse records. So like anyone that's coming in to buy music, was listening to my mixes that like
1: that's so dope yeah that
2: was that was pretty cool um that's cool
1: that they even they they let you do that did they did you have to make sure they were clean versions or
2: not really because we're what we would do was just take cds from the used bin and like play them we just you know put them on and a lot of times they would actually let me Borrow the CDs and rip them at home, and then I could put right. those in my mixes. Right. So that went on for a while in my early college days. But then, fast forward to going back to school for graphic and web design, I graduated. I got my dream job at iHeartRadio in Los Angeles, and I became like the head graphic designer for Fox Sports Radio. And uh, what was it? It was uh, Alt 98.7. And then I was also doing design for like Kiss FM and all those stations. And That's when I got, that's kind of when I started learning about Serato and I, it was super easy to like actually just like record a mix on the fly. Because before that, like you have to have plugins and things like that when you were on vinyl, it was it was a lot harder to like record a mix when you were just analog on vinyl, when everything went digital, it got a lot easier for me to like actually record mixes. So I started recording mixes just to listen to while I was designing at the station, my coworkers, because there's only like four of us designers working there, they started asking for my mixes. So they could yeah. listen to them while they were designing. Little did I know, um, somehow, my mixes made their way up to, like, the heads of KISS FM. And then I was DJing, like, events for KISS FM. My name was on the radio. And oh, wow. that was, like, the birth of my actual DJ, unintended DJ career back in, like, what was that, 2008 or something?
1: So they so, just plucked you from designing. What what are you designing, anyways? Or I was matters?
2: designing the website, the billboards, the car oh. wraps, like... Every piece of, you know, like anything branded for the stations, I was designing it. So you probably like driving down the 405 in LA, you probably saw one of my billboards. If you ever (laughs) saw any of the vehicles, like that was me doing the rap. Uh, If you ever logged onto a radio station website back in 2008 to 2011 or so, I designed those. Yeah. So that was pretty wild too. (laughs) So
1: they just pluck you out from that and then say, oh, you're DJing now or you had to do both jobs and you're just doing that. I was doing both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I
2: was doing both. So that was uh, that was the crossroads I came to where um, they eventually like my schedule used to be like nine to five, and then they needed someone to like cover Ryan Seacrest show to do like a lot of the live updates on the site, and he was on early morning, so six a.m. to whatever. So they changed my hours to six a.m. to three a.m., which I'm not a morning. I'm a DJ. We're like vampires. So <laughs> right. that was just not gonna work for me so I was like at the office like 6 a.m to 3 p.m I would go home take a nap and then DJ from like 9 p.m to like 1 a.m for peanuts because I was just getting started you know so like I wasn't even making that much but if I, I told myself I'm like as soon as it gets to the point where my DJ money was enough to like support me even like baseline to where I could consider quitting my day job, I was going to quit my day job. And that took about a year of really like becoming, what was it? I I think I learned the term polyphasic sleeper where I would like get three hours of sleep here, three hours of sleep there. And I think I still uh, do that
1: in life. (laughs) Yeah, there are
2: definitely days where we're still, oh my gosh. Um, And then from there, like I'd say the first seven years was me really like trying to find my way into this, into the, you know, just like, I was just, my philosophy has always been, you know, keep your head down, do a good job and things will grow from there, you know, stay passionate. As long as you come from a place of like genuine, like passion and creativity, I think that you, it's uh, what the alchemist, um, everything in the universe will conspire to help you. Things like that started happening. And I was, I was broke for like the first seven years, you know, just like basically just like paying my rent, eating food. And that was all I could afford and there were a lot of times i wanted to turn back and just stop and be like maybe this is just not you know like this is hard it's it's not so many people think it's just so easy you just go play music somewhere it's no, that's it not, not. It. there's a whole business side to to this and then logistics so, well, marketing like there's so much to it
1: but that's actually pretty awesome for you were you still getting work for the Through the radio station or this, you're completely on your own?
2: I had gone completely on my own.
1: But it's awesome because, I mean, having that marketing degree, you know, as a DJ, you still have to be able to do maybe not that early stages, but you have to do your own flyers. You have to be able to promote yourself and really push all these things out there. I
2: think having a business mind, it makes you easier to work with and people know they can trust you. And I think part of the reason I've been successful is because people know that if I, if I sign on to something, I'm going to deliver and it's going to be on time. It's going to be quality. You know, they can trust that it's not just like I'm not just like some, you know, like that I'm very grounded and I'm a professional, you know, bringing that professionalism to it, I think, uh, is such an underrated piece of the puzzle when it comes to being a a successful dj like i know so many djs that are so good at what they do but they don't have like that professionalism to them and then they're hard to work with and then people just don't want to work with them you know follow through
1: being on time answering emails just as basic shit right (laughs)
2: yeah there are times where i'll go like four days without being able to return emails because i'm running around um but for the most part i try to stay on top of of that and respect like my client's
0: time. I think it's one of those things, you know, with DJing and owning your own business, there are days where you just, there's not enough time in the day. And then there's days where you're like, okay, now I can sit here and answer all these emails and answer everybody. For me, that's kinda, it's just been so crazy lately. And I know for Drew as well. And it's like, it's like every day we pack it full of stuff and it's like, all right, I got all this done. And it's like, I have a little bit of breathing room until just the next day when it starts all over <laughs> again or whatever. So it's it's hard to balance, you know, being good at you know the business and and being a good DJ and being good at marketing and being all those things, but I think it's safe to say that you do all those things very well and and that's what makes a really good professional DJ these days is you 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 kind of have to do those all you know and you have to be able to shift and and pivot in this industry and take kind of what comes with it and I think that you've done a good job with that.
2: Thank you. Well, I mean, it's an honor to just be talking to the two of you who I would have never thought like you know a few years ago that you would even know who I was and here we are now just getting to know each other better you know through this new thing that you guys have created. It just I don't know. I just love being around people that are passionate about what they do and are always like pushing things forward and to be a part of that, you know, um, I don't know. It's just a major honor just even to just like be here having this conversation right now.
1: Well, well I agree. And we're grateful for having you on, but I want to get to how I first come, came across to you. It was through Twitch. I don't want to gloss over the fact. So that's seven years you're, you're struggling. What gives you your break or how do you get past that? And then leading us up to, you know, the big, the big meltdown of 2020.
2: I don't know what gave me like what made things like actually start popping off. But what I would say is seven years, just whether there was one person in the room or a thousand, uh, just giving it everything that I had, forming honest, genuine relationships with people. Um, When people that I worked with that worked at small companies left their small company and went to a bigger company, they would bring me along. You know, so everybody just evolved together for seven years. I, I guess you would you could say um, I've never been about networking. I really actually hate networking. It's not in my personality type. There's something about going out to meet people with the intent of getting something from them that I just find very disingenuous for myself. So I could never I could just never do that. I think that's an
1: L.A. thing (laughs) because L.A. L.A. networking is so fake. I can't stand it.
2: I hate it. It just my body again. Like I trust my body, you know, like I think through martial arts, I learned to really like trust that inner voice or that feeling, you know. So if something doesn't feel right, I know it's going to take me down a path that's not going to be in integrity with who I am. So I try to just do everything with integrity. For me, it was just really about like valuing the relationships that I already had and was already making. and focusing on those rather than trying to like go out and get more, you know, and as those relationships evolved, um, things just got bigger and bigger. And I think one thing that really changed, this is going to sound so weird, but like, um, I met my husband right before everything started to pop off. And I think something about having that piece of my life just like settled Where I wasn't like going out, like thinking about like, oh, meeting guys or, you know, wanting to get married or being lonely after like a long gig or something. Um, it, It changed my mind frame. And I was able to start focusing more on even some of the marketing stuff, like, you know, buying a much better camera and getting like good photos to then promote on my Instagram of the already amazing gigs that I was getting. I, for a long time, didn't want to, like, play the game. So I was like, I don't want to do social media. I don't want to, sh- you know, show all this stuff off. And then finally, one day, I think it just dawned on me that I'm not playing the game. I'm trying to earn more of what I love. No one's just going to come asking me, you know, like, I I do have to show it. And it's not like in a showy way, it's just in a prideful way, you know, like I'm proud of what I'm doing. So I started like reframing my mind, how I was looking at like social media and my presence on social media. And I think once I finally like dialed that in and like got more confident with all of that. Cause I, another thing that's hard is like, I'm a female and I feel like I saw a lot of like the guys having like their like clicks and like the girls, the world, the realm of women is different. You know, like everyone, it felt much more competitive because, you know, I feel like society kind of puts women against each other, comparing us to each other all the time. So I was always comparing myself to other people, whether they were comparing themselves to me or not, I was doing that to myself. And, you know, like I'm not a model. I'm just, you know, I'm just like this little video game nerd that loves music. (laughs) So the whole like Instagram thing um, was kind of daunting for me. I I didn't feel like... I was like anything, like anything I was posting was anything that special. And then finally I was just like, no, you know, like love what you do and love yourself and, you know, take pride. Don't like compare yourself anymore to other people. Just if you love what you're doing, it's fine to like show people what you're doing. So I started doing that more. And I think that really gave me like that extra boost into like, finally, like getting to get on the radar.
1: Believing in your products. Right. And really putting out what, I mean, if if you trust your product, you believe in it, it makes it easier to sell. That was something we had on Jason Janai on the last episode. and He was talking about his big regret is just he wishes he would have done more content earlier on. And I think I can definitely attest to what you're saying because I have in my head, too, of, you know, I'm I'm doing this. I don't like, you know, flaunting or flat or just showing off at all. I want it to just come naturally. But ultimately, no one knows what you're doing (laughs) unless you let them know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And at, so, you know, at
2: the end of the day, it feels nice to, like, look back at my feed and be like, oh, my God, I did that, you know, whether or not yeah. like anyone else is looking like just for me to have like, m- it's like my memory book of like my accomplishments, which then gives me the confidence to know that, like, I do have a place in all of us, you know, and like, I, I should keep moving forward. I should never want to quit, you know, so I, I don't know, I, I think I finally started realizing the power of social media but I also dialed in how to do it in a way that was authentic to me and not trying to be like anybody else and then that's that when that clicked it was just like a whole new world
1: well I definitely think you're very unique I mean you bring so much to the table so oh much God. different skills and just talent
2: Thank and, you. and you're that's
1: a like- very talented DJ so it's true
2: thank you that like means the world i'm gonna like take a clip of that and listen to it every morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about all that but you are a talented dj i mean you have the knowledge i think a lot of really good talented djs listen to all kinds of music and they grew up with this kind of stuff and then just breathe it it's not anything they have to sit and overly practice right it's just part of your life and you just spoke that it's true so things start popping off things start going good how much of this before 2020 hits that and and are you doing just corporate gigs are you doing i mean your your resume is bonkers so are you just doing a lot of clubs or are you doing a lot of corporates like what doing a lot of
2: everything i mean yeah. I, I whatever like diversity because it keeps it interesting um, but I was getting to the point where I was starting to feel burned out around 2019. I was like, How long can I keep doing this? This is exhausting. I was doing like 30 various events a month. I mean, my my calendar, I was like stacking on a Saturday. I'm sure you guys are no stranger to this, but like three gigs on a Saturday, you know, running around town, like a full setup gig in the middle of those three. Like it was just so much. And I was getting really, really tired. And I was like, Well, if I were to quit, what would I do? This is you know what I love. You know, honestly, this is gonna sounds so bad but like thank god for that break thank god for it doesn't sound bad
0: we've been (laughs) saying that we've that's been the general thing that we keep saying is you know it really let us slow down and learn what we need and what we don't need and things we want more of you know the the things that we miss and what it is so don't feel bad for saying that i get what you mean under
2: better circumstances yes 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 but i think we all needed to be sent to our rooms and think about what we were doing for a year
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. totally agree so so, um that comes along and i think i definitely hit my wall in 2019 and then and i would probably have just continued doing the same uh hamster wheel you know just going over and being depressed and being not happy
2: i almost felt like um i didn't have like a clear goal anymore and i'm very goal oriented like i need to know what direction i'm heading in and i i felt like what you just said hamster wheel it was just like constant just work 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 but like where was this going to take me next and well, I, there was the, no answer at that
1: point. The problem with a lot of the style gigs we do is you're booking these so far in advance, and you're just saying yes because you don't want to miss out on it, and you don't want to miss out on that relationship that brought it to you. And then the next person's going to come on and steal your gig because you you were too busy or you said no. So it's it is a catch twenty two for sure. It's it's hard. You don't want to work that much, but at the same time, you're trying to just keep all these relationships going. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so- so you said you were doing like 30 gigs plus even a month pre the shutdown. How many are you doing? How many in real life gigs are you doing right now? And then how many weeks or days a week are you spending on Twitch?
2: I honestly don't even know. Uh, I, would say, I would say I probably have like four, three to four IRLs every week. And then on Twitch, I usually live stream from a couple of my IRL gigs. And then I usually have like one or two streams from home. Um, and then I also have clients that have me like do pre-recorded live stream sets for them, you know? So like, it's kind of like expanded what I'm able to offer my clients now also for the private client end of it, you know, like a lot of companies are doing virtuals because you know, COVID, they don't want to like expose anybody unnecessarily. So, you know, getting, having my studio set up and being able to like do a full record and like send it to them and like have a corporate gig where like. I was DJing barefoot. They don't even know it. Like that, it's better than that. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a win-win. And uh, you know, my rates definitely went up because my I just it's like a supply and demand thing. There's like Good one going. of me now. Like I have a lot more. Um, I was really busy before, but I'm I know that at any given time, like if I want to just stop, I still have like other things I could be doing. So now, like I'm not willing to do in real life gigs for like less than what I, I know I'm worth at this. Point. Right. Totally.
0: I always, guys always ask, you know, like, and they listen to the podcast and they're always asking us questions. We always go back with that too. It's like not keeping all your eggs in one basket. You got to have options. And the more options you have, the more you can say no to things and that's what creates that you know that price lift in the supply and demand of just like you said well, i'll be um, honest
2: like uh i've been spoiled because of twitch because you know i can dj in athleisure barefoot and my bed is like you know 20 feet from me so like now i kind of think of it as like i have a pants fee if, if i need to put on pants and leave my house gonna
0: cost extra totally uh one other question about twitch are you uh, we know you're a gamer are you um are you doing any streams on twitch where you uh just play video games
2: so now that we have our studio finally like completely set up yes i've done a couple but um uh the beginning of twitch i had set up my dj booth always used to be in my bedroom against the wall and then when covid hit Uh, I moved everything forward so I could get behind the DJ booth and then had to have a camera in my bedroom. How uncomfortable is that? So finally, after a year and a half of living like that, uh, we got rid of our guest room, moved our bedroom upstairs and made the downstairs bedroom a full on live streaming suite. So I have my gaming room, my DJ streaming setup, like all of that, like in this like fat, like little stream room now. So I'm finally ready to, like, start doing some gaming streams. And um, I've been holding off on playing Portal 2 so that I could share that journey with my Twitch fam. So that's definitely coming as soon as Super Bowl stuff is over. That's happening.
0: That's awesome. Were you the first to do the 24-hour stream on Twitch? Was, I was, was the
2: first in the U.S.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's what I it thought. I someone knew it was else something. else that did it in
2: Europe, apparently, right before I did. And I didn't know until, like, I was, like, people were hitting me up. They're, like, uh, that's, like, the first stream. We've ever seen, and then I had to like research it, but um, yeah, I was like the first in the US to do a non stop DJ set on Twitch.
0: That's wild. Tomatoes. What was the most challenging part of that?
2: You know, the standing, <laughs> my legs, go- I couldn't walk for like two hours after I was done. I sat down and I then I stood up to go get a snack, and I was like, oh no, I, I can't stand up again. Uh, that was the hardest part but uh, I I think what I did that I think was pretty smart was I broke it down into genres. I was going to do like four hour genres. So every time I started a new four hour genre, it felt like I was starting a new stream.
0: Okay. So it
2: it, it reset my mind like every four hours. Also, I didn't drink any caffeine. Um, My husband was nice enough to bring me like dinner at one point while I was streaming. But I think that's, like the not having caffeine having those four hour chunks of like switching genres that's that's and the twitch chat my god those people like without without my twitch fam and that support i i probably wouldn't have made it through but you know i had like and this was early on in twitch where there weren't a lot of viewers yet you know it was back in june of 2020. not very many djs were on twitch there wasn't really a big audience yet for DJs on Twitch. And I just remember like having like 150 to 200 viewers like the whole time for like 24 hours. So that like really like kept me going. That encouragement, which has now also like bled onto my like uh, my social media, like the amount of support and encouragement they give me on like Instagram and on my Facebook and everything and YouTube and all of that, like that, that has given me, you know that burnout we were talking about? Yeah, that has resolved the burnout, like the amount of support that I get now from these friends that I've made on Twitch has made me feel like I have a purpose. It's given me a lot of like direction and a lot of like extra energy.
0: It's funny. It's we're him and I were never like could never really get into this, the streaming, I think. And but what we will say is we started this podcast and I, I know for both of us, it's like it's. Like, restarted our love with DJing again and having that outlet to talk with people and, you know, sharing just your experiences and the things that we've done. So, I think we could, we can agree with you that we've got like something out of this that, you know, has helped us as well, you know, just like that has for you. Um, It
2: can be lonely.
0: It can. And I think (laughs) a
2: lot of us, maybe that's where we're burning out because we were lonely. And the cool thing about what you guys are doing and, you know, Twitch and everything is that instead of like fearing, what are these other people doing that's better than me? Or, you know, like feeling isolated in your little DJ, your you know, your bubble of yourself in this massive DJ industry, now feels like we all know each other, you know? And now we have a community of DJs that all like love and support each other and wanna like cheer each other on. And having that sense of community within our culture, our DJ culture, I think is the big shift that we needed in order to make it less competitive and more collaborative. And that's what I'm starting to see come out of it. And um, again, I think Twitch, whether you you like stayed on Twitch or branched out to do your own thing, I think that's the big mindset shift I've seen take place.
0: Totally. We know we're on limited time. I just want to prep you with a couple more things we want to do. Um, we're gonna ask you to do a sixty-second rant where you can rant about anything you want for sixty seconds. Uh-oh, it could I be how. Ready. All right, perfect. All right, we're gonna hit you with the uh, sixty-second rant video, and then uh, I'll start the timer when the video is over, and you can you can rant about whatever you like. Oh no. shout shout let
1: it all out (laughs) (laughs) okay all
0: right here we go 60 seconds on the clock here we go
2: i'm gonna do two 30 second rants first of all i don't understand why djs that say they're my friends will go through my contact lists when i shout people out that have been nice enough to give me a gig and they will go and then hit that contact of mine up that they know I'm working for and try to get my gig. I don't know why, why someone would do that. Like, that's just not nice. Don't do that. And also don't ask me to raid you. Just don't do it. I, when I do a stream, I have like spent all this time, you know, like doing my thing and I like my raids to be a gift and a surprise. So when you ask me to raid you, It's like, you don't even care that I'm streaming. You're just waiting for the end of my stream so you can get something from it. And I just absolutely hate that. So I guess in summation, if you're going to be in this industry, just think of it long-term. Think about relationship building. Don't try to just get in and get what you want for yourself and get out. Build a community and support other people. If you want support from other people, give support to other people. Don't just like be all about yourself and try to just take it. No, that's doing the work.
0: Those are good, uh, good things to rant about right there. So, yes, <laughs> yeah. everything she just get said, that
2: off my chest.
1: <laughs> everything she just said, if you're doing that, stop, stop, just stop Don't it. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Nobody likes that.
2: Nobody. You're just making no. enemies in the industry that could have been it, your friends. We want yeah, to be your friend.
1: I, I agree. I totally agree.
0: All right. So we're going to go ahead and ask you uh, some technology. But first, we're going to play our video. So here we go.
2: It's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Thank you. <laughs> oh my so,
0: God. yeah, any anything new technology uh, that you're liking or that you've recently made a purchase with, with it could be, um, you know, anything from Twitch to DJ. Yeah, my whatever. whole life,
2: I'm just buried under tech. I feel like my brain is like short circuiting because of the amount of like new tech I am dealing with like daily because I'm always looking to upgrade things. Um, but for DJ gear, uh, I can tell you my favorite stuff. Uh, I love it my face. doesn't phase. have to
1: be just DJ gear, but.
2: Yeah, we'll get into the other stuff in a second. Okay, phase, okay. I love. I love my S11. Um, do you guys want a scoop? I'll give yeah. you a scoop. I just got a big box in the mail for me to use at Super Bowl. I have the Rev 7, so I get to
0: oh.
2: check that thing out this weekend. And I'm so wow. excited.
0: That's awesome. Wow! I wish we Good could talk out. after
2: so I could tell you all about it. I'm so stoked to use it. So excited. Uh,
1: are you going to break it out for to practice or on your streams before? Yes, I or am. You know oh,
2: nice.
1: I am. Nice. That's 100% yes. Awesome. So
2: that is happening for sure. So, yeah, tune in on Twitch and check check out the Rev 7 at Club Ninja. Um, We just got a brand new lens for, I have a Sony A5100. Right now I'm using a GoPro Hero 4 for my gaming setup. I have the Hero 7 that I use for my mobile streaming setup. And then um, for my DJ setup, I have the Sony A5100 and just upgraded to the Sigma um, 16mm lens, which has a much broader depth of field. So you get a crispier picture. Um, So that just... I just got that about a week and a half ago. Still trying to dial in the settings on that, but uh, so far, so good. That camera is amazing. Uh, I don't think they make it anymore, but the Sony A-series, amazing.
0: That's what I'm on right now is the A6300. Yeah, that's
2: why you look so crystal clear. Yeah. So I good. I got a bunch of new lighting. Just got the Govee Glides. We're going to be putting that on the wall. I was using Nano Leafs before in the background of my set up uh but now that we changed around the room a little bit we're changing some of the lighting so got the glides and govi lighting products are just incredible especially for the price points
0: yeah i have a ton of their stuff i i I like it too it's very simple i like the way the app updates every all that govi stuff is awesome yeah
2: you can see it in the background my glide
0: yeah (laughs) i got
1: got that's a govi light here in the back in the corner
2: there you go
0: now you can see the light back there so
2: clean so if you're looking to like add some sparkle to your your streams uh govi has all kinds of options um i mean i have all my dream gear here i have my evga computer that i built with arabian prince on their uh their twitch stream it's my wow. rg beast is what i call it it's got a rtx 3070 gpu i mean it's a, it's a beast of a machine um i have my acer monitor i have an acer laptop that um, that i use for my live streams i use the concept d for my output broadcasting for my dj live streams when i do gaming streams i broadcast with the uh evga computer because uh, it takes more graphic power to run a game and to stream so i have the the desktop computer for that um i have my S11 that I am obsessed with, my Pioneer S11 mixer for DJing. Still got my Technique 1210 turntables. I just have so much tech, it's like insane. And then I'm also like producing. So just got this Akai MPK mini keyboard, which is great, especially for travel. It's so like portable if you want to like take it with you while you're on a gig and you still want to produce like while you're traveling. And then I have the push also. So a little all over the place with my gear, but that's what Bef- I got
1: before um, the pandemic. Were you doing any kind of producing on your own?
2: I was, uh, I was, I've been messing around for a long time. Again. Um, it's one of those things where I messed around and it's just a matter of time before I start taking it seriously enough. I bought all this gear like back in 2010 and my DJ career just started like taking off and then there was no time. And now, right. um, I'm at a point where I can afford to like make time. So yeah. now I'm working a lot more on tracks. I have a couple things, uh, that they're like really rough but a couple things i've been working on i do edits and things those are really like that's something i'm very well versed in but like creating my own original music that's something that like i'm still still getting practice with but i think i think i might just start playing some of the stuff i've made anyway just you should. Just so people can see the journey
1: yeah totally and and this is all ableton
2: Yeah, Ableton. I love Ableton. Um, I I used to use like Pro Tools and what were the other ones, like Cakewalk and all of that stuff. But now I'm on 100% on Ableton.
0: Awesome. So uh, let's hit them with uh, travel tips. We'll play uh, uh, or travel hacks. We'll we'll play a little video. And then if you have any travel hacks you want to talk about, here we go. Love it. I want to fly away. Travel hacks. Okay. So, yeah, if you have any travel hacks you want to uh, tell the listeners about, uh, like we had Warren on and he was talking about a neck pillow. So, it could be anything simple.
2: Oh, okay. One thing I got, because I'm a shorty, I'm five foot two. So, I got one of those uh, little, I don't know what to call it. It's like a feet hammock <laughs> for the airplane. Oh, what? So, you hang it on the back of your uh, your bold out, folding tray. And you close yeah. the tray and this little foot hammock like hangs off of it so you, you know how like it's really uncomfortable to sit on airplanes and your knees start to hurt put your yeah. little your feet in this foot hammock and it makes your it just saves your knees i love that that's well, definitely uh, a thing that I'm really i'll happy have
0: to what. you or uh, amazon search that and check it out
1: yeah i've never heard of that yeah, that's fascinating <laughs> yeah
2: i love that thing uh also TSA pre-check.
0: We just talked about that. I mean, is there a DJ
2: out there that doesn't have it at this point? Because it's just a game changer. Walking on, like walking through TSA and walking out the other side without having to do like the walk of shame where you have to put all your clothes (laughs) back on. It's just life changing.
0: Or take all your computers it. out or anything else.
2: Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. My- I
0: always hate, you know, if you have like on my computer, I've got my logo still on it. And it's somebody's always like, well, what is that on your computer? When you're like, t- and it's like, oh man, I don't want to talk to this random dude about what I got going on right now. Like,
2: well, imagine going through TSA and all your stuff says ninja on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can so, imagine. It's
2: real nice to leave that stuff in the bag.
0: Yeah. I, I, oh I, my okay. God, that's hilarious. Anything else? Just those okay, two? Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: It's not a travel hack. It's just more something that I've become good at is like packing light for my gigs. I've learned that I definitely don't need as much stuff as I used to think I needed, you know? So just the joy of traveling light and like, it's it's like the less I can carry onto the plane and run around with, the happier I am. And then also once I'm done with my gig, having like less stuff to put back in the bag, that like mental space that frees up is it's just like clutch for me. But that's not really a travel hack. It's just uh, I, I think my it's way good of advice. Then.
0: Travel hack. I think
2: travel advice.
0: I, tra- I think it's great because the less the less is more in that situation. Totally. And you know the the less you can bring, the more comfortable you are, and like all, all those things. Like I completely agree with what you're saying. There. Well, First also I was
2: good. able to like uh, come. I figured out like a perfect little mini live streaming situation so that when I travel, I can still like live stream either from like the hotel room or like a balcony. I did like, I was in Cabo when I was doing like balcony streams on the little like Hercules starlight. It's that little tiny uh, controller. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the cutest thing. And it, it, it's so perfectly functional, uh, hook it up to the laptop, hook up the laptop to my um, my capture card into the GoPro with a little stand and a light. I have a I have a microphone that connects via USB because the Starlight doesn't have a mic input, but I was able to like do it so I could do the USB mic into the computer, connect that to OBS so I can still use a mic. With this like little tiny rig, GoPro is like what, that big? The Starlight's like that big? With with just that, I can do a live stream from a balcony like across the world.
0: All right, one more question I got: predict the score of the Super Bowl.
2: I'm going Rams twenty one, Bengals seven.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, twenty one to seven. Oh, I man. gave you We're... a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> you must not know about Joe Burr. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when this when we'll, we'll see when this uh, comes out. What's, what's what's yours? What's
1: yours, Fuse? What's your I think prediction? it's going to be a
0: high-scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be like – I think it's going to, both teams are going to score thir- like 30-ish points. And I think the Bengals are going to come out on top over the Rams. I don't know. Uh, like 37 – I don't know. 37, 32, 31, something like that. Something in there. I just think it's going to be a very
2: tough fight. <laughs> so I don't know if it will be a high-scoring game. I feel like the defense is going to be pretty – heavy. I I don't know. I just don't know. That's why I kind of feel like it'll be a like moderate moderately scoring game. I just feel like both teams are going to have really, really strong defense. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, don't count them out. <laughs> I, did you guys see do you the the thing that killed me the most this week is there's a I don't know if you're a big Sports Center fan, but I'm sure you know who Stephen A. Smith is. And he was like talking so much smack against the Bengals, and then one of the reporters was like, I'm gonna stop you and replay it the streak. And then he replayed what Stephen A. Smith said, which was the complete opposite of what happened in the games versus the Chiefs, and it was like the greatest moment ever for me. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: that's gotta feel pretty good. I had a really cool moment uh, before we run. Um, I was DJing at Hotel Irwin, and they were filming a Super Bowl commercial. And like, I'm I'm in the middle of my live stream on Twitch, and the internet starts going out. So like, I lose like all my viewers. But they like, luckily, like 140 of them like came back because right when they came back, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson jumps on and takes over my turntables
1: i that saw that. that i meant to ask about having, that and, and that so was- how was it did he he, play, was he mixing live on your twitch stream
2: well he went he was they were shooting a commercial which uh actually aired during i think it was the what game was it it might have been during the Bengals game actually uh earlier in the day where he's sitting there um with you know at the sports center desk right and they're all talking and like it aired right before it no you know what it was after the rams one there we go yeah, it was right after, yeah. It was after the Rams won and they knew they were going to the Super Bowl. They showed this whole clip about LA and they were all at Hotel Irwin, like the view of the beach. And then he's like on there and he's not really DJing. I, I had to show him just like, oh, move move this platter back and forth because I'm I'm running a song on the other platter. So if you move this, nothing will happen. So he's yeah. just sitting there like going like this and the whole <laughs> camera crew comes up and my arm made the cut my arm is in that commercial <laughs> that aired after the Rams game. So I am famous, guys. Like
0: Obviously, yeah. World famous. Awesome. Like, I'll be looking for your arm during the commercials. are <laughs> like it's I my, see that arm right there? I know her. My, my, I know that scratch, arm.
2: My scratching arm.
0: Your wiki wiki arm.
2: <laughs> my wiki wiki arm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. And that's, that's at one of your like residency spots too, right? You play there yeah. quite a bit. That's Hotel awesome. Irwin
2: Venice beach on the roof. It's like my, my favorite place. I've seen more sunsets, uh, this last like year than I have in my whole life. Cause it's the only open air rooftop in like all of like the whole, like Santa Monica to Venice. It's the only open air rooftop. So like you just have this unobstructed view of the ocean and the sunsets. I mean, fresh air music sunset it, it's
1: amazing i've never been there i'm gonna come hang out one, one of these uh upcoming times i have some time off i'm gonna come hang out
2: I would love that that'll be fun yes
1: do we have anything i'm sorry i cut out i'm pissed off because i had other questions and i my internet sucks here at my house we'll have to do this
2: again sometime then
1: uh, yes we would For love t- that
0: <laughs> totally i i I don't know if we have anything else for today. Um, oh, I got one, one, one final thing. This is, And then we can wrap after this. If you had a piece of advice for that you would tell young Miss Ninja, knowing what you know now, going back in time, what's a piece of advice you'd give you?
2: It's cliche. I would tell her to believe in herself more and don't compare herself to other people. You know, just like stay the course. Trust that inner voice. Always keep doing things with integrity and eventually it will pay off.
0: I think that's a yeah. good piece of advice. It's great advice. Uh, right. Hit them with
1: any of your socials yeah. or where they can find you, or when you're streaming or anything.
2: Yes. Well, if uh, you know this wasn't enough information, or you want to see my behind-the-scenes shenanigans, I am all over the socials at DJ Miss Ninja. So Twitch at DJ Miss Ninja, YouTube at DJ Miss Ninja. Instagram at DJ Miss Ninja, Twitter at DJ Miss Ninja. Is this, or, or I think everyone's getting the point here, right? What else? My website is Ninja.com. So yeah, basically <laughs> just any platform you're on, just type in DJ Miss Ninja and you'll probably land on me. And then if you're ever in Los Angeles, I stream, I um, not stream, I stream. spin at Hotel Irwin all the time. I'm at Mama Lion all the time. Um, if you're going to be at the Super Bowl,
1: <laughs> instead of your girl,
0: there you go
2: you should have come
0: yeah if 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 you're coming to the super bowl and you know me uh hit her with a hootay when you walk past her <laughs> now yeah that's super does. rad uh, we're stoked for you that's that's huge that's awesome yes. congratulations you. on another playing another super bowl that's that's awesome. I'm so um, excited. Just thank you for taking the time to be with us here today. We really appreciate that. Thank you to yes. the listeners, and make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes, if you're follow along. these guys. There you go. Follow Miss Ninja, <laughs> and check her out if you are if you don't know of her already. You're missing out. You're missing out. Watch her this Twitch is so stream. She,
1: she's always killing it on Twitch, dude. So if you like bananas, jump on there. <laughs> it's always
2: bananas on
1: my
0: screen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we're going to wrap for today. So uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.